When it comes to the subject of sugar daddies, I think most women are taught that a sugar daddy is somebody who does things for you, buys you stuff, just because you're so cute and he's so sweet and also old. Most sugar daddies, so I'm told, old enough to be your father or possibly your grandfather. But what's not explained is that most sugar daddies require a little sweetness to maintain their generosity levels. And that sweetness equals you. <laughs> Welcome to my table. Let's get ready for some fun and some fuckery. Happy Tuesday. Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Hey, I'm here, I'm here. Look, I'm here knocking stuff off of my table. Didn't mean to do that, but um, happy Tuesday to everybody. So let's do a little bit of a recap. Let's go back to episode 58 because this is episode 59. Episode 58, if you don't know, this is a spoiler for any of my tasters who haven't listened yet. It's called the Smegma episode. I got plenty of feedback on that. I had listeners jumping directly into my DM like, oh my God, Stella, I knew what it was, but I never heard the proper term. Yeah, cheese dick has a proper term. And that's exactly what Smegma is. And like I warned my ladies, don't be letting these men... um. With the cheese dick run up and you look, here it is, just starting it. Already I'm talking about dick. But again, like I said, a lot of times when I speak about dicks and, and, and what they enter into, you know, the vajayjay, vagina, twat, the pussy, the box, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be some teachable moments. Not always. Sometimes I'm just going to talk about dick because I like it. But then there are going to be times where I'm going to talk about the things that happen to it that could negatively affect your sexual health and hygiene. So yeah, that was the Smegma episode. Again, I got um, some very positive feedback, some thanks, because again, there were quite a few women who had never heard the term before, which is fine. We don't know everything. I told you, I was thrown for a loop when I heard um, exactly what truffle butter was for the first time. <laughs> and um, also, I'd like to go back when I reviewed my episode, because I do, what I'll do is when I upload an episode, I'll listen to it once just to see. I'll I'll try to listen to it and step outside of myself, acting as if I'm an actual listener to my own podcast. And I had to think about when I said that I was having an issue with my own sexual health. And for some reason, I just didn't feel fresh anymore downstairs. And that the closest comparison that I could come up with is that my JJ was smelling like a basement. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Thinking back on that, that sounds really awful. No, that sounds terrible. A basement. You know why? Because like I said, I wasn't stinking. 
I didn't have a fish odor or anything like that. You know, nothing that would lead. And I definitely didn't have an STI because, again, I had a clean bill of health. Just didn't feel too fresh. So instead of saying that my stuff had a basement odor, let's just say that my vagina had a little bit of morning breath. Yes, tasters, you've heard it here for the first time. A woman's vagina, at least this woman, can have a case of morning breath. You know how morning breath, it ain't like the worst breath in the world, but it's just kind of flat, kind of stale, because it's that waking up breath. You know, it ain't smelling like garlic, because unless you don't rinse your mouth or brush your teeth before bed, you ain't um eating pasta in your dreams. So when you wake up, it's just that... Mm, you know, you can kiss your lover with a little morning breath. I ain't talking about a French kiss, a little lip lock, a little peck. But you're going to get that whiff. And it's like, yeah, I think that's that's what was happening to um to to my vajayjay. So, yeah, so there's that. And um, speaking of sex and sexual health, I heard it said a few days ago by a uh, YouTuber that I follow. She's very popular and I like her a lot. I don't always agree with everything that she says, but she's having an issue with podcasts being all about sex. Yeah, that's what she said. Every time she turns on a podcast now, it's all that podcasters are talking about is sex, sex, sex. Well, you know what? I need to put it out there. People like sex and people want to talk about it. This is a new day. There was a time where we were afraid to talk about sex. And I feel like there are, you know, so many different sex sectors. People want to know about fetishes, want to know, again, about sexual health and hygiene, you know, relationship situations regarding their sexuality. And, again, it's going to get talked about. People want to know. So... I can understand where she's coming from, but then she's also the same YouTuber who will be the first to say, well, if you don't like the content here, you don't have to watch. You don't have to look. You don't have to listen. And it's like, okay, um, right now, sis, maybe you need to take your own advice because I'm going to talk about sex. And um, again, I'm going to talk about sexual freedom, sexual energy sexually transmitted diseases, whatever may have you. And if you do not enjoy hearing about that, turn me off. Turn all of the podcasters off that seem to irk you so much when it comes to talking about sex. But then there's another portion of that sexual energy that I can almost relate to what she's saying. I feel like lately, especially with the younger crowd, yeah, I'm going to put it on the young people. They're talking about sex quite often and it's just to go viral. It's attention seeking, just trying to create a moment. And um, just a few days back, there was a certain very popular young woman in the rap world. I don't feel like reading no disclaimer, so I'm not going to say her name, but you all know who I'm talking about, who admitted to the world that she enjoys a golden shower. She enjoys being on the receiving end of a golden shower. And um, let me tell you something about loving the big splash and admitting to enjoying 
those types of activities when it comes to sex and your sexuality. Um, you're going to get what you put out there. What they say, you reap what you sow. They're literally, I learned that lesson the hard way a very long time ago. When I was a much younger person, I would say in my very early teens, and I could be considered, you know, the word that people threw around was promiscuous. I hated that word because I always thought that promiscuous meant that you just out here just screwing anybody aimlessly like a chicken with your head cut off. They used to call young girls that had sex or was known for enjoying sex with more than one boy hot. Oh, she hot in the tail, hot in the ass. So, you know, as a hot in the tail, hot in the ass, promiscuous young woman, I had made the mistake. And I'll tell you why it's a mistake of, I don't know how it got around. I probably shouldn't have did it. Um, probably it had something to do with oral sex and I had made an admission. And the reason why I said I probably shouldn't have admitted it is because I was very young and I was really ahead of my time. I think we, um, I was sitting around some young people, young guys, and they were talking about getting their dick sucked. So at that time, like I said, in my very early teens, I was always into guys that were older than me. Not necessarily old men, but they were growner than me. Like if I was 15, I was definitely um, tipping around with boyfriends that were 19 and 20 years old. And the maturity level was different. So after, you know, eating cheesecake at Junior's and having sexual activities with a 20-year-old, you know, getting treated nice, and then coming to sit in class with a bunch of freaking 14 and 15-year-olds with curfews wanting to talk about sex. Like, I should have known that the playing field was not even in that conversation. And it's not even that it was a conversation. I, I wasn't, they just decided to include me in it. And we're going to talk about that too. It's because um I was also Miss Stella Big Lips. You know, I don't want to run off on a tangent, but that's something that's like in style now. And it has been at least for the past 10 years. But I got to let you know, tasters, when I was a young girl, there was nothing stylish about having big lips. It was something that, um, People made you ashamed of. And not white people. That's a very big myth. It was my own people, especially boys. I remember hearing when I was a little girl, oh, you got big lips. That means you suck dick. That's what I was told to my face. I remember when I was young and the first time I heard a nigga say that, little street nigga, it made me cry because I didn't even know that people did that. I had to be about, I was young. I was in elementary school. I didn't know that, um... Oral sex was a thing. I didn't know that a dick went into a mouth. So when I got a young little young dusty nigga sitting in my face to my, oh, your lips is big. I bet you suck dick. Um, I was devastated. Well, anyway, going back to my original um portion of this topic. Yeah, so I made the admission, an oral sex admission, and that was like, oh my God, you did what? With a dick? You put a dick near your mouth or in your mouth. And it was like oohs and ahs and jaw dropped. And, you know, as me and my girlfriend laugh about the spiral eyes emoji, like, get the fuck out of here. So I brought all of that up to say that when you say certain things about your sexual interest and energies and likes, you have to be very careful and tread lightly because even in this day and age where all of these young people swear that they are so, you know, worldly, as they used to say, and so hip and happening, they're not. 
A lot of these young niggas are not mature enough to handle a young woman who is into certain sexual activities. They just want to try you. So when you make admissions like, oh, I love a golden shower. <laughs> I just love the warmth. That's that's what it was explained. I love the way the warmth feels all over me. So when you can sit on a public platform and admit that you enjoy golden showers because you like the way the warmth of urine feels being splashed all over your body, get ready for what that invites. It's going to invite an energy that you may not like, you may not be able to handle. You might want to get somebody's ass whooped after admitting that and seeing the attention you get. Yeah, let me tell you, these young men are so stupid. Like I said, I remember when I was younger and I had started, like I said, you know, being called promiscuous or whatever. You could even see it in these men's faces. The young men that only wanted to date me or try me because of what they heard. It's like they couldn't even hide it. Like damn near with like the dogs running around with tongues wagging. Like they might as well have just came out and said it. You you gonna do that to me, right? You gonna do what my man said you did to him, right? Right, right, right. Like the fuck out of here. Calm down, slow down. But one thing I will say that I I am very proud of myself here, champion Stella Belafonte here. It got to a point where I wasn't embarrassed about anything that I did. Yeah, you want to talk about me, spread the word. So you want to go and talk about how I suck dick. Yeah, you end up with your dick in Stella mouth. You'll get your feelings hurt, thinking that you're going to um, get your dick sucked and talk shit about me. No, you're going to get your dick sucked and have to prevent yourself from stalking me. Yeah, I said it. I put it out there. Anybody that don't like what I said, look, my YouTuber that I follow, oh God, talking about sex, 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 um, the truth shall set you free. And I'm spilling my truth. So yeah, so you young women who are out here, not even just young women, the older women like myself too, if you want to put it out there, what you're so good at and what you like sexually and it's outside of the regular shit, because honestly, golden showers ain't regular shit. It ain't new, but it ain't every day. Because they get ready for what comes with that. So let's talk about my mentals, my mentals. Um, mentally, I am in a wonderful place. I just did a Zoom. So I need you all to get your pens out and get your phones ready and start entering some information. I did a Zoom with a young woman that I've known as a friend for a very long time. Known her since elementary school. She calls herself Madam Supernatural. You can find her on Instagram. And she has a series of products. You can look when I post this podcast. I'm going to put all of Madam Supernatural's info in the IG. Well, she has her own product line, massage oil, and her massage oils are all named after like her favorite R&B artist. For instance, she has one massage oil that's so sexy. It's called Sweetest Taboo. So we all know who that's in honor of. And she also has body wash. And just to let you know, tasters, I like a good body wash. No, I love a good body wash. I need a foaming, lathery body wash. And that's what her body wash does. It gets real foamy. It lathers. And she also offers a product, a mosquito repellent. It actually puts like a force field around you. This is for all of my tasters that travel a lot. 
because you know we go to these foreign countries and those mosquitoes out of, out of the United States can get wicked. They are coming for you. The sweeter you are, the more you're going to get bit. And Madam Supernatural has, again, a insect repellent that doesn't smell like garbage. Like, you see how people walk around spraying themselves with all thin things like that? Oh, yeah, I got to go off on a tangent about that. Like I told you, I work for the um, the transit system, the subway system to be exact. And in the summertime, depending on where you work in the subway system, when it's hot, those mosquitoes come out. And I was working with a young man one night. I thought he was spraying himself with Axe body spray. He was going off. He was spraying himself down with a nasty green can off to the point where his skin was saturated. It's like, who the hell wants to walk around smelling like that? Then I remember it was a young woman who walked past me in my car and she sort of off in my hand. She was like, oh girl, I thought you were spraying your car with that. Why the fuck would I be spraying the inside of my car with off? So anyway, you need to look up Madam Supernatural and her Teba products. That's T-E-B-A. T-E-B-A. Teba products online so that you will not be smelling like off when you go on your getaways and you won't be getting eat up by mosquitoes. But it was a wonderful Zoom. It was a Valentine's Day edition. But we just talked about what love and romance mean to us with the celebration of Valentine's. You know, at the significance of it or if it's significant at all. So check it out. It's going to be posted on YouTube. And when it does go to YouTube, I'm going to provide you all the information. But again, Madam Supernatural's information is going to be in the description of this podcast episode. So taste this. Hey, it's Aquarius season. And as we speak, today is my girl Empress BK Semi Sweet's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Empress BK Semi Sweet. Yes, she's an Aquarius. I got so many aquas around me. And I feel like that's definitely not by accident. Let me tell you why I feel like my energy is drawn to Aquarians. Because Aquarius people are very curious people. When I say curious, they might not be into your shenanigans, but they definitely whip the shits. How can I explain? They might not do the shit that you do, but they'll ride for you and they'll advocate for you and they'll listen to you talk about it when you fuck yourself up and it'll be a judgment-free zone. And my aquas are also extremely intelligent. I tell um, my girl, Trilly Trills, my technician and friend, all the time that I've never met a dumb Aquarius. Now, I can't say that about every sign of the Zodiac. But yeah, shout out to all of my Aquarius this season. It's so many. I have so many Aquarius friends and people in my life that I love that it's hard to keep up. Yeah, my big ugly that 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 dumped me. Yeah, check out my podcast episode. Go on YouTube and look up my episode dumped by Big Ugly. Even he was an Aquarius. So yeah, shout out to all of my Aquarius people. And again, Empress BK Semi Sweet, happy birthday to you. So also, you know what I want to talk about before I get to the main course. Ooh, today's appetizer. I want to talk about the series on Hulu, Kindred. Now, if anybody, now I'm late to the game because Kendrick came out about a month ago and it was just added to my cable providers playlist. Kendrick is a series that started, it's a book. 
by the late great author Octavia Butler. They consider it science fiction, but when I tell you Octavia Butler's writing was just so wonderful, I feel like, especially Kindred, I read Kindred years ago, and then I read it again years later. I feel like Kindred is bigger than science fiction. They they have to come up with another term for Octavia Butler's genre. And I I don't know, it's like science fiction slash supernatural. Look, can we call it scientific supernatural? Well, anyway, without giving away too many spoilers, um, first of all, I'm going to suggest that you read the book first. If you have never read the novel Kindred, you need to read Kindred, K-I-N-D-E-R-D. And the whole premise, without giving everything away, it's just imagine when you close your eyes to go to sleep at night, being thrown back into slave times, thrown back onto the plantations and all of the goings-ons that could happen in that instance if that was something that could really happen. Now, they tried it with that piece of shit movie, Antebellum, from maybe about two years ago. And I was so sickened by Antebellum because I was really excited by it. I was thinking that they were the first who tried to touch on Octavia Butler's novel. And they got it so wrong. Well, anyway, this series gets it right. And they kind of like switch some things around from the novel. Like the only thing I will give away when Octavia Butler wrote this, it was supposed to be about a young woman in the 1970s who gets thrown back in the time when she closes her eyes and when she dreams. So they updated it for the 2000s, like for around this time period. And tasters, when I tell you, ooh, it is something to look forward to. I killed it in two nights. It's an eight episode first season and I read that they are doing a season two. The only thing I feel about dragging certain things out, especially when you turn novels into movies, how many seasons could you possibly have? You know, Kendra was a book. It was a book that had an end. So it's like, how long will you keep it going? I'm not mad that there's a second season, but I just hope that they don't turn it into like the lost series. Like we don't need to just add more shit that never happened, start creating stuff, look, stepping outside of the late great Octavia Butler's formula, what she had in mind, you know, her dreams for this book and just ruining it. So anyway, check out the Kindred series on Hulu, um, Trigger Warning, there is some wild um, scenes, like some really hurtful slave scenes. And speaking of slave scenes, I can't be the only black person that tries to imagine who they would have been on the plantation back in the days. You ever do that, tasters? Like, I always wondered, God forbid, if slavery would have happened again or if something happened and I could look back into the past and see my ancestors. I wonder who they were or if there was anybody who was like me. Like, what do they quote? Your, your doppelganger? Was there somebody in my past ancestry who was actually me in mind and spirit? Like, who were they on the plantation? I always imagined myself, first of all, that I would have stuck my way into the kitchen. I'd have definitely been in somebody's kitchen on the plantation because I'm greedy. And let me tell you the slave that I feel like I would have been. I would have been the slave slowly poisoning um, Massa, Mrs., 
the overseer and everybody in charge. And it wouldn't be blatant because I wouldn't, I didn't, I don't think I would have wanted to be the slave where it was just so obvious. Like every time Stella get in the kitchen, people drop dead. We got to, um, we, we got to do something about this slave wench. No, I'm talking about maybe a herbalist. I would love to have been, not saying that I would have loved to have been any type of slave, but if I had to pick a type, you know how you hear about the healers and the medicine women on the plantation? I would have been the kitchen medicine woman just doctoring up dishes where the slave owner and all of his minions, they wouldn't have knew whether they was coming or going after eating my biscuits and gravy. <laughs> so... Um, going forward, let's talk about what brings us to today's table. You heard in the intro, you're talking about sugar daddies today. And if you don't follow a young man on Instagram who calls himself Cas Facts, you need to. That's K-A-S Facts. I, I call him an Instagram poet. What he does is he puts up posts. They're funny. I don't want to consider him an Instagram comedian. I feel like that term is used very loosely, but um, he's a great writer, and he puts up posts that are pure comedy with a lot of truth in it. So the post that he put up very recently was, you book a beautiful vacation, spend all your money, fly her out, you don't get any pussy, but you still have a great time with her. Fellas, tell your story. And it made me laugh. And then it also made me say, well, I'll be damned. Because that's not the first post of his type that I've seen. A while back, I saw a post that a young lady put up. It was um, a meme of a young woman. It looks like she may be on a cruise ship. No, this was the gif. A young lady on a cruise ship with a white man. And she's like trying to slide away from him and he's like jamming to the music on the cruise ship and she's frowning the face and all this other shit and you know it was all the the sugar daddy and when you need your bills paid and when he got good credit you know those were the comments then lastly there was another post that really got next to me it was a young lady sitting and sleeping head back mouth open like in a snore position and the Post itself, it was a a meme, and it said directly, when he flies you out, but you are not attracted to him. (laughs) Taste it ain't right. It ain't right. That's some fuckery. That is some fuckery not for your soul. Let me explain what I mean by that. I'm here to let you know that God does not put anybody on this earth to be mistreated. There's no one man that God created. No woman birthed a male for women to just walk all over, stomp on, mistreat, and make him feel like he's just so unworthy of love that if he flies you out on a vacation, that you should be falling asleep, posting memes. We live in an era now where these young women don't even wait to post about how uninterested they are in the man that has flown them out or spent money on them. And this is not going to be a flued out part too, because it's bigger than just getting flown out. It's just a part of it. Yeah. So we've labeled these men sugar daddies. So again, let's go over what a sugar daddy really means. 
even if you weren't, weren't taught, I think you would guess as a woman, again, that a sugar daddy is a man who's older than you, who gives you things and spends money on you. And again, for some reason, most women believe that this is all done and you don't have to give anything in return. Not sex, not good treatment, not decent behavior, not your lovely femininity. You're just supposed to be sitting around because you're so cute in the face or, or tiny in the waist that this man should just want to just throw money at you for no reason at all. And I don't know where that comes from. I learned the lesson early, again, that no man has been put on this earth to be mistreated. Let's take it way back. Here I go. Picture it. Brooklyn, 1993. A young woman is being pursued by a certain up-and-coming rapper who has let it be known that he knows that he's not attractive, but that he still gets the ladies. That young lady that was being pursued is me. Yeah, I learned the lesson early. Um, For all those who know and all those who don't, I was involved heavily with a certain rapper who is no longer here with us. And he was not attractive. He even made mention of that in his lyrics. And I remember when he was first pursuing me, I can recall he actually came to my block looking for me. I was very young. Like I said, this was about 93. And I remember making a face like, what you doing on my block looking for me? Like I had to damn near stop myself. From, I said, ugly, what you ugly ass? And all of this. And mind you, he was a very nice person. Sweetheart. Everybody liked him. You know what? He looked me in my face and said, I mean, damn, like, Basically to say, I might not be the finest, but bitch, you ain't got to be making all them faces. You ain't got to be doing all of that. Like, you just knock it off. And you know what? I remember taking that inside of me. Like, why am I acting this way with him? I think it was like, especially back then, I was so young. That's what you did. If you thought some boy was ugly, ooh, he ugly. Eh, and you called him ugly and you, you treated him ugly. And when he reacted that way, like, nah, you ain't got to be with all the faces and, 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 and the attitude. I took that inside me. Like, you know what? He really put me in my place. And I never forgot that. Then, as we move along, I had actually met a foreign gentleman. He was from Bangladesh. Who, in the end, it ended up being a nice situation. But to start... Because he was not my type, not my speed. I never imagined myself being involved in any way, shape, or form with anybody from a country. To me, Bangladesh was wild. And when he first tried to get with me, I thought it was so laughable. Like, I remember laughing at him to his face when I first met him. I literally said something crazy like, nigga, you want me? Give me some money. And I think I stuck my hand out and he put a $20 bill in my hand and... It was like, <laughs> yes, that's it. And he going to do stuff for me. He going to give me money. And you know what? In the beginning, you know, we exchanged numbers. And I saw him for quite a while, but I was really mean to him. And I was only mean to him because I felt like 
This is what it's supposed to be. He is a sugar daddy. And when I say mean, I was mean in the worst way. I wasn't doing anything with this man sexually. Um, When he called me, I would really talk to him like, well, what do you want? Why are you calling me? It's too early in the morning. And I call that type of behavior sugar daddy mistreatment. Because it's not right. Men who are kind to you. Let me tell you, ladies, that treat you good. I don't care if you're attracted to them. Like my Bangladeshi, he wasn't ugly. He wasn't ugly at all, but he was from Bangladesh. And, you know, like I said, that was just weird to me. So I felt like, you know what, I'm going to treat him like a, a 7-Eleven worker. And it was it was incorrect. My behavior was out of line. I was out of pocket. And I had no business treating him the way that I did. Nobody, again, no man is put on this earth. For our mistreatment. And I'm going to put it out there too, ladies. If you are approached by a man who is into you, finds you attractive, and they want to date you, and you are so repulsed by this man, you think he is just so ugly, so lame, just disgusting, a loser, whack, corny, a geek, a nerd, etc. It's just like so cringe to even think about dealing with him. Then you know what? Don't deal with him. Don't even involve yourself with this man and think that you should be involved with that man or these types of men only to mistreat them and make them feel bad. I got another example. Remember years ago, I was hanging out with a girlfriend of mine's and we would go to a particular bar and she had a big ugly that was after her. Oh, he was a big, big ugly. Oh God, what they say, um, bless his heart. He was a big ugly, but he was a nice guy. And he would wait and look forward to her coming to this bar. And I didn't understand why, because she was so evil to him. When we got to the bar, he would say, what's your friend drinking? He would ask her, what you drinking? Well, nigga, you should know what the fuck I'm drinking by now. Why don't you? And it was like, whoa. Like, I remember when he would buy my drinks, I would feel bad because she treated him so nasty. I remember even asking him one day, like, why are you so mean to him? Fuck his ugly ass. So what? He know I ain't trying to fuck him. And, but she would drink up his drinks, eat up his food if he was buying food. And make him feel like shit. And he took it. But it wasn't right, Tasters. It wasn't right. And I didn't like it. And another reason why that bothers me. Um, as the saying goes, we all know who to do it to. You know it's a motherfucker out here that you can't play that with. You can't do it to the pretty boys. You can't do it to the men that um, you're attracted to. No, you get some pretty nigga to fly you out. Let me tell you about these pretty niggas that fly you out and 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 spend money and do things, huh? You think you gonna get away with um beating these men's pockets for nothing? <laughs> you better think again. Fuck golden showers. You might have to do some handstands, some splits. I remember a while ago, one of my homeboys showed me a video, um. Um, one of his homeboys, big money nigga too, you know, look out wherever he was in, in the water on a yacht, you know, big old Rolex on fitted cap, you know, the type, you know, real handsome nigga smoking a scar. He got two chicks on the yacht and they bent over and they shaking and they twerking and, and French kissing each other and pouring, he pouring champagne all over these two chicks. Like, yeah. That's the type of shit that you got to endure when it's a, a, a fly nigga and somebody sexy that you like flying you out and spending his money. 
You know, and I asked my friend, I said, well, where are they in the video? I'm thinking they somewhere dope like Costa Rica, Colombia, Aruba, Bahamas. No, they was in Miami. So you're doing all of that. You got to pretend to like girls and get champagne poured all over you and get your ass slapped on camera for Miami. But here it is. You got men out here who are flying women to the passport places and spending all of their money and loving and liking you and being mistreated. See, my question that I need to ask tasters that think that it's okay to treat men like this. What makes you want to? Like, again, if you are so repulsed by a man that you don't want him touching you and you don't want to have sex with him, don't date him. Because, I mean, even when I started dating my big ugly, I felt that way, but I knew better. You know, I'm I'm more seasoned. Look, I, I, I'm a seasoned old hoe. It's just that it had been so long since I dated somebody that I was that, that I found that unattractive. It was like, oh, God. And the reason why I did date him, because he was beneficial. Like I said, I'm seasoned. But um, he had booked us a trip to Mexico, and we had not been intimate with each other yet. And I want to shout out my girl, Lachey. I'm going to put her on the spot. I remember talking to her before our trip, and I was like, girl, I ain't been with this man yet. As a matter of fact, we were going on a pre-trip before Mexico. He'd already booked Mexico, but we were going to the Poconos. Yeah. And um. The reason why I mentioned my big ugly, because he started off as sugar daddy. He, he definitely was sugar daddy proportions. And before our trip to Mexico, he had booked us one of those um, overnights to, you know, those resorts, the water park resorts in the Poconos, where they have all the indoor rides and stuff and liquor and the rooms are nice. So I was nervous because he was so ugly to me. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I gotta, I guess I got to be drunk the whole time. I'm going to have to drink so much vodka. My girl, Lachey, was like, bitch, just take a vodka bath. <laughs> and that was just the running joke between us because he and I actually did work for a while. Again, we were even supposed to walk down the aisle, but that didn't happen. So, yeah, you know, I, I did what I had to do because he was beneficial to me. But then I'll tell you one thing. There was no way that I was going to get this man on this lovely Poconos vacation and sleep separately from him. And I don't, you know, what's so crazy. We didn't even have sex that weekend. It's just that, but I definitely treated him with love and kindness and care because we had such a good time. Like, yes, I was full of liquor. Oh, we got to the Poconos with a case full of liquor. Yes. Me and my big ugly. And we ate good. He took me shopping. The room was nice. Everything was beautiful. We had a good time. We got on all those crazy water rides and had a blast. And it was not in my heart to mistreat him because he didn't deserve mistreatment. You know, like I said, I don't even know where that shit comes from. And you even hear stand-up comedians talk about it. Well, what happened to the sugar daddies that don't want no sugar? I'm just wondering, was that ever a thing? Excuse me, tasters. I'm just sipping on a little coffee in the in the morning as I'm recording this. Was that really a thing? Where you really had men that just spent all their money on women for nothing? Like I said, not sex, not love, not good treatment. Just buy me, give me, do for me. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, let's talk about the different levels of sweetness because there's levels to it. And I feel like there should be behavior levels towards these men. So I broke it up into categories. 
of sweet. Let's start with the Splendid Daddies. That's what we're going to call it. I think I might have heard that word before. I don't think I made that up. But the Splendid Daddies, they ain't the sweetest. Those are the ones that give you a couple of dollars. Give you, you know, money to get your hand nails done. Whatever the case may be. Don't ask them for nothing crazy because they ain't going to do that. Me and my cousin were talking about that one day. Shout out at my fave down south cousin, Glenn PJ. She had met an older cat. Who sat in her face and told her, you know, I'll give I'll give a woman a little money to get her hand nails done, but that about it. So yeah, <laughs> that's a splendid daddy. And then let's go to the next level, the domino sugar daddy. <laughs> you know, dominoes is definitely it's it's the real deal. It ain't splendor. I say those are the sugar daddies that uh give you bill money. When that light bill is due, cable bill needs to be paid. It's like, yeah, babe, I got you. I got it. Might even pay your rent. Rent, your car note. Those are the sugar daddies that'll pick your auntie or your mother up from the from the grocery store. You know, run a couple of errands for people in your family if you need it done. So, yeah, I call those the domino sugar daddies. <laughs> and then let's talk about the pure cane stalk sugar daddies. Now, this is top tier. This is the highest level of sugar daddy that you can encounter. These are the men that are flying you out, paying for everything, taking your kids school shopping when back to school time comes, maybe even paying tuition, might give you a credit card to shop with. You know, when it's time to talk about life insurance and beneficiaries, they might even put you on a policy or do all the things that a married man does for a wife without even being married to you. So, yeah, those are the levels. You got your Splendor, your Dominoes, and your Pure Cane Sugar. But with all of those levels, they all deserve something. They all deserve decency. Like the Splendor Daddies, you ain't got to be standing on your head for them. But if you're going to have a Splendor Daddy, like I said, give you a little nail money, hair money, and a couple of dollars for your pocket, treat them nice. The Domino Sugar Daddy giving you money for your rent and your bills and your car note. Be good to him. Like I said, the big one, the pure cane sugar daddy. Oh, he definitely deserves good treatment. Yeah, that, again, that's top tier. And I don't see why you wouldn't want see my greatest fear. This is where these women are getting it wrong. I would always assume that if I mistreat my sugar daddy and make him feel unliked and unloved and just so untouchable that he's going to meet somebody after me or he's going to catch somebody's eye that's going to say, you know what? He ain't that bad. And they're going to take him from you. And you know what? It happens. You mistreat your sugar daddy tasters, my ladies, and you will lose your sugar daddy. And then the question um, you have to ask yourself is why are you afraid to be nice to your sugar daddy. Sugar daddies need love too. Why are you afraid to give it up? Again, if you are so repulsed by a person that you don't want them touching you, in my opinion, you shouldn't even be dating them in the first place. And let's just go back to, again, mistreatment. Why are women taking so much pride and finding it such a joke to make men feel bad? Let's talk about the times that we felt bad tasters. I'm about to get real with you right now. Unless you are a devastating beauty. And when I say devastating, I feel like there's only a handful of people walking this earth, no matter what the race, that have never heard that they were not cute. 
It's, it's a few of them. You know, God bless them, but I'm not one of them. I have been on both sides. I've been the chick in the club where, for some reason, I was getting all the attention that night. And then I've also been the chick in the club where there was a night where niggas was leaping over me to get the other women and buy them drinks and acted like they didn't even see me. I wasn't the cute one. And I didn't like how that felt. What about, I know there's got to be times where a man has made you feel ugly because he actually called you ugly or said something to the effect of, shit, you ain't all that. I don't know who you think you are. Look at you. Your body ain't crazy like that. Or I know you ain't trying to come at me with your big ass lips. Or who you think you talking to with that big ass nose? Or get the fuck out of here with your black ass. Yeah. These are things that men will say when they're trying to hurt you and make you feel unattractive. So why are women freely saying these type of things or telling men to their faces this type of shit? Men that are being good to them. Men that are being nice. Why are you posting memes like it's like, ugh, ugh, when you know how it feels when somebody treats you like that and makes you feel like that? Like, honestly, my lady tasters who have been called ugly, who have been told that they wasn't all that, who have been told that they was busted, even if it was just once in your life, can you remember how it felt to be treated like that? Or have you ever been in a position where you know there was a guy that was with you who wasn't attracted to you? I think I've experienced that once or twice. I was dating a guy years ago. Matter of fact, an older cat from my Vegas story, I talked about it when I talked about my old, you know, dating old men, older but not necessarily wiser. He had actually started acting funny with me because when I met him, I was very thin. I was about a size seven, eight. I might have even been a five, six. And as I was dealing with him, my weight increased. You know, I was going through something. My weight just started expanding and I was starting to get fat. And he was really treating me. Like he was disgusted by me. You know, I remember I was standing in the kitchen one day. He was sitting with me. He was cutting up vegetables or something. We were doing something like cooking together. I might have been washing the dishes. And I had mentioned something about weight. And it's like he couldn't wait to mention it back. It was like, yeah, and um, speaking of weight, your weight has picked up. And I don't like it. And it wasn't hard to tell that he didn't like it because he was treating me like he didn't like me anymore. And I remember that feeling. So I can't imagine being a man, being a sugar sugar daddy, getting treated that way on a regular basis. Like, why are you women who do this so comfortable with mistreating men? And speaking again about being mistreated and feeling unattractive. Everybody remember that episode of Girlfriends where for some reason, Miss Joan Carol Clayton, she was hanging out with some high society types. And during these episodes, she was dating the dude Wayne Brady. Remember the one that um, Paul Mooney said people love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X on the Dave Chappelle show? Well, anyway, it was like two episodes of Girlfriends back to back where she was dating Wayne Brady. And something popped off where, I don't know, Jones started rubbing the high society people she was hanging out with the wrong way. And Wayne shut her down. He was like, I don't know who you think you are. I think she cheated on him and he found out. She was trying to sneak behind his back with somebody that she thought was balling more than him. And he was like, I don't know who you think you are. Because she thought she was going to treat Wayne Brady like a big ugly. He was like, because um, you ain't that cute. 
and um he was just going off on her and remember Joan was so devastated I think she woke up sleeping on the side of the road the next day hung over something happened where her car got towed but anyway I mentioned all of that because again it hurt her she did not like feeling that she was so unattractive that she shouldn't be treated right so a why I really mentioned it is because, like I said, as women, the majority of us, or at least the majority of women in my circle or that I'm close to know what it means to be made to feel unattractive. Like I said, God bless you if you've never experienced that. So to know what it's like to feel that way and then mistreat somebody who's good to you in that way is fucked up. Let me tell you another thing, um, ladies. Everything ain't about sex. Sometimes you're going to have sugar daddies where you don't care what Stella has to say or what podcast you hear or what article you read. And you're going to say to yourself, well, I'm not doing all of that. I ain't fucking them. I ain't doing it. Well, I still feel like you should be nice. Or what about all of these ladies? You know, all of these superstars, all of these witches, these bruja mamas. You know, you got all of these tricks up your sleeves. Pull some of the tricks out. I feel like, again, every sugar daddy deserves a little bit of sweetness. And here, look, I'm about to school you. For all of you who don't want to give it up and think that sugar daddy don't deserve your good pussy and you still ain't going to give him none, you got to give him something. What they say, use what you got to get what you want. And I don't believe that that necessarily means sex, but you got to give your sugar daddy something sweet. Like I said... You got all of these tricks, all of these women bragging about, you know, how, how how much they got their shit together and how all the men fall for them. But what are they falling for? Like I said, what, what, what tricks you got? Well, here's a few tips. Find something that your individual sugar daddy, depending on his level, likes and make sure you provide that man with it. Like, what if you got the best foot rub in the world? Do it. What if he enjoys a good scalp massage? Do that too. Or what about cooking? How about have a day with a man who just paid your rent and your bills or gave you money towards your car insurance? Cook for him. Make him some raisin butter biscuits. Remember Martin's mama with a raisin butter biscuits? If you got the best raisin butter biscuits on the planet and you know that nobody else's biscuits can beat yours, then bake that man a pan of biscuits. Do right by your sugar daddy. Give him something to look forward to. But I'm going to end it right here, tasters. Because, again, it was just something that it just struck me. And it resonated with me because I have had men do nice things for me. And I've also had men do nice things for me that I wasn't necessarily attracted to. That um, I can honestly say I probably didn't want touching me, but I learned the lesson again a long time ago that nobody is put on this earth to be mistreated. Like, ladies, let's stop that trend of putting up posts and memes about, oh, my God, look who's buying the drinks. I saw a video like that, too, a while ago. Some chick with her skimpy eyebrows and her um, chip fingernails talking about, oh, my God, when your friends find out who's really buying the drinks. And then the camera flashes to this old man. He looks to be about in his 70s. But you know what? He was a good-looking old man. 
While you sitting there hiding your face and making fun of him, I'd have been sitting on Big Papa's lap like, hey, daddy, thank you. Thank you for buying me and all my friends drinks. And I'll get my bills paid and I'll have money in my pocket because I learned that lesson a long time ago. It's better to be sweeter than it is to be sour. So um, to end this, I'm going to hit you over with a I know you fucking lying. I haven't done one in a while. So anyway, I was mentioning that I dated a gentleman from Bangladesh. He was a little older than me. And when we first started dating, we had to, we were walking down the street one day. I think we were going to go get some food. We were in his neighborhood and we were just walking to go get something to eat. It got to the point where even his neighbors were used to seeing my black ass walking hand in hand with this man. And he was another, he was a very devout Muslim. And it was like really a shock to me that he didn't mind being seen again with me and my black self walking down the street, but he was really enamored of me. So anyway, we were walking down the street one day and a young girl walked past and said, and she was much younger than me, and I was young. She called, that's why he ain't want to talk to me. He got a girlfriend. I looked. I said, sweetheart, this man tried to get with you? I stopped in the middle of the street, and I stopped. I said, he tried to get with you? She was probably about 18, 19. And at the time, I was about 22. 20, 21. And she go, yeah. But I didn't even let her finish. I dropped his hand. I said, that's what you out here doing? Because she was like a little ratchet. Like, first of all, you know she was ratchet. Saying within earshot, so that's why he ain't want to give me his number. Like, loud enough for me to hear it. I was like, this is what you out here doing? Dropped his hand and I walked off. My Bangladeshi lost it. He started running up behind me like no 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 she's a liar that's what he said she's lying she's lying she's a lousy girl I put my hands up I backed up I was like if you don't get away from me get away from me no 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 please she's lying she's lying so tasters here's the I know you fucking lying it was summertime and he had on sandals yep he had on like the Jesus sandals he stepped out of his Jesus sandals and stood on the sidewalk in his bare feet with his Jesus sandals in his hand and he said to me, here, I give you my sandals. I give you my sandals. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. And people were staring at us. And I just walked off and I left him standing there with his sandals in his hand. So anyway, it took years later. I don't even think I researched it. I saw something else where it was like a something going on in Bangladesh and it might have been on CNN. It was like a world news story. And you saw like, it was like maybe during a war or court proceeding over like a war trial. And one of the men threw his sandals at somebody who was in the trial or something with the war. All I know is it was told to me that you had certain countries where shoes are a big deal. Shoes, sandals. So to give someone your sandals, it's like giving somebody your last dollar. And if somebody says, here, I give you my shoes, my sandals, it's like literally giving them the clothes off your back. So yeah, that's the, I know you fucking lying. See, that's one thing I will say I am grateful for in this lifetime. I have had some really, really memorable experiences. I have experienced things that I could definitely write a book on. So like I said, Tasha, since I ain't writing no book, at least right, not right now, you're going to get it in this podcast. And I do thank you for listening. I'm enjoying myself. If you have any inquiries, uh, want to know more, 
Are there things that you want me to touch on? Make sure you hit me at MsIronbox at gmail.com. That's M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Again, check out the information in this post. You are going to follow Teba, T-E-B-A. That's Teba Products online, TebaProducts.com. And again, go directly to Instagram and follow Madam Supernatural. That's M-A-D-A-M, Supernatural, one word, M-A-D-A-M, Supernatural, one word. And get you some of that good mosquito repellent. Look, that insect repellent from when your sugar daddy flies you out. And get him a can too. Get him some repellent spray. Yeah, you got these women out here that be with a sugar daddy and they'll be sitting there eating good and drinking while he just sitting there. And they just being mean to him. Oh, that's terrible. You women need to stop. Well, anyway, I'm going to end it here. But I enjoyed my time with you tasters. I hope it was informative. I hope it was fun and that you enjoyed the fuckery. Well, now I'm about to get myself some food. Take care, tasters. Bye.